Python podcast where we attempt to see how long one woman can stand to watch episodes of Monty Python's Flying Circus. I'm Christopher and this is the Mrs. I am said woman. And can you stand to watch Monty Python's Flying Circus any longer? Yes. Okay. We've just been watching episode 10 of the first series. It is officially untitled. Is that, is that uh, what it is? That's what it is. Okay. Uh, what did you think, Fiona? Yes, because I'm Fiona, and thank you for downloading this podcast. Yeah, you didn't so say I hope you enjoy that. Um, I oh, let me just oh, let me just ooh, let, let me just, just get prepared. So um, when I said a few moments ago, are you ready? I am ready, but I, I was expecting a, a, a general question. There were ups and downs, so I'm just trying to think. On average, I enjoyed it. Okay, well, you enjoyed it. I know, you couldn't tell by my I know. reaction. Yeah, we're, I don't know what we need to do to make you, you know, display <laughs> some sort of uh, enjoyment, but uh, we need to work on that a bit. Only, you're, the, you're the only person that needs that. I'm quite happy to internally <laughs> enjoy something. I'm fairly sure that anybody who's trying to make you laugh would need you to laugh to be sure that they had succeeded in doing that. I can't see whether I'm laughing or not, so what's the matter? <laughs> okay, so if the people on the telly had been here, what would you have laughed at? Uh, well, that way I kind of forced oh, yeah, myself yeah, to laugh yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, I still think that would be a fake laugh. Anyway, well. <laughs> well, now, yes, well. You know I like to do it chronologically. I know you do, and I hate it. That's why I'm trying to push you in and not do it chronologically. Okay, my favourite sketch was... It was my favourite sketch. My favourite sketch. Sketch. I quite like the line taming. Vocational guidance counsellor. In fact, it started strong. When mm-hmm. you heard that uh, intro tune and then John Cleese actually sang it as well. Yes. Um, I thought, well, I wasn't expecting that. John Cleese was indeed the titular vocational guidance counsellor. Yes. Of the, of the title. Okay. Uh, and uh, Michael Palin was Mr. Anchovy who had come <laughs> to. That was the same. Yeah, that was the... Well, I got more laugh now than it's been the program. It's you, honey. It's, it's how just, you deliver it's, it. it. There's nothing funnier as. Uh, as every uh, as every Python fan knows, there is nothing funnier that and works. sexier than reciting Monty Python sketches. <laughs> oh yeah, that's where well, all my teenage action came from. We'll have oh, some oh. discussion about that later. Will we? Not teenage action, just quoting. All right, okay. <laughs> Fine. Yes, uh, Mr. Anchovy uh, came to the vocational guidance counsellor. And um. And then you had the whole thing about the the matching you with your your dream job. Best job for you, and it was a chartered accountant. The job he'd been doing for the last twenty years. Yes, and he was very disappointed. And I could kind of feel his pain. They went through all this bother to find out what his true vocation would be, and it turns out it, it's his job he's bored with. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you feel for the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he's asked, when he's asked, what job did you thought think you might fancy? Lion taming. Lion taming. That was my favourite moment. really energised about that. 
and I loved his uh, minute detail about the hat. And then the further <laughs> minute detail about how uh, tax exempt it would be. It might be. I like the fact that, did you notice they said, I want to be there Monday morning, nine o'clock, taming. <laughs> so even his exciting job started Monday morning, nine right. o'clock. Um, and, you know, that went on for quite a bit until he made a comment about the long snout and the short and the short height. And you realise, yes. wait a minute. What you think is a lion is not a lion. So, again, I thought that was very cleverly done. <laughs> and I love the way that John Cleese is always like, part of the, part of the course is he suddenly, he didn't look surprised. He was like, mm-hmm. so, what do you think a lion, how high is a lion? Mm-hmm. How seen, high is a lion? That's, yeah, that's what he asked him. How high are these lions? Not how tall, how high? Yeah. Um, and so it's a, it's a bit like you get the sense of this slightly weather-beaten uh, counsellor mm-hmm. Having met every type of chartered accountant. Well, obviously, but um, but so just all the reactions and the situations that could possibly come up. He's seen mm. them all before. He mm. doesn't blink an eye. He just like gets the nicest way to say what you're looking at there is an anteater. Mm-hmm. So I I also liked in Cleese's performance the fact that when he initially dismissed. Anchovy, having told him, you need to be a chartered accountant. Oh, that's great then, I am one. Oh, oh that's great, you're sorted then. Goodbye. Um, he then started to hum, or sort of practice, the vocational guidance counsellor. Oh, I did notice that. Yeah, that was good, that was good. So if that was your high point, mm-hmm. what was your low point? Low. And how low was it? Was it Just... as low as the belly of a snake? Was it a different time, perhaps? Well, mm. I know what you're referring to. <laughs> well, I think it was the wood talking. <gasps> the wood, it's a tree. <laughs> no, no, I like that. No, no, I'm, I'm taking that back. Yeah. Maybe the bank rubber, but there's a bit of that I liked as well. Yeah, I don't see, it's difficult, um, isn't it? I thought this was quite a strong show, all in all. Mm. But I didn't think there was a real dud, the sketches, I didn't think there was a dud in them. I thought that the only bit, and again, it's a different time, was the <laughs> second David Unction. Is that the, the um, homosexual guy? Yeah, and then um, basically uh, berating him for being homosexual. I mean, there was a slight, the first time he came up, there mm-hmm. was the... Uh, miss saying I'm a queen rather than something else, mm-hmm. but um, I thought, oh, I'm like, no, no, that's... Yeah. So that was slight enough. Mm-hmm. But then when he was reading physique, mm-hmm. um, and... It was very paper bag. Did you notice that? It went back no. in a paper bag. Then the Vikings started to berate him for being... And then, you know, sexual. reference to Queen, Fairy, Hello mm-hmm. Sailor, and he really... I mean, there's almost a bit... He was very good at it that made you think he wasn't... <laughs> I wonder why that might be. He... <laughs> you weren't thinking he was trying to caricature it. Yeah. In, in the same way that someone else might be mm-hmm. hamming it up or anything. Uh, they are phrases and terms we would not use nowadays. Yes. Um, but it didn't feel derogatory. Well, it was derogatory because like, they wouldn't have been saying like, they wouldn't have said any of that if he hadn't been. It was definitely said. But in he a was standing up for himself. The whole, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The whole sketch mm-hmm. wasn't. Um, 
it's almost uh, um, casting a light on it and saying, mm-hmm. "This is so ridiculous." Okay. I don't. And it, well, yeah, okay, I can see that. And it was pretty fleeting as well because it was really a link between yes, yes, between sketches. I understand. Yeah, that wasn't a strong point. I must admit, okay. it didn't add much to the so, overall. Thing. Having done a bit of non-chronological stuff. We could now go back and do it with that, if that would please you. to mark the difference, the it's Mm -hmm. was not running and out of breath. No. It was, in fact, very weirdly, but uniquely wonderful, um, him hanging on a meat hook hook like a pig. Yes. Well, there were pigs there, weren't there, hanging up beside him. Yes. That was a bit different. He had a lovely expression in that first bit. Yeah, the kind of startled deer in headlights kind of look about Mm -hmm. him. Um... Uh, took a dark turn towards the end. Not sure I'm oh, happy about that. Yes. Yes, when he was carried away and they brought out what was presumably meant in to be the remains yeah. of his innards. Yes. Now I wonder. Maybe we'll never see him again then. I think we will. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wonder. You know when the um credits came up. Mm-hmm. My hands are doing flowers symbol for those who. Are oh, is that what that? I didn't know what that was. <laughs> I thought you were having a stroke. <laughs> So, um, what's this, is, this is why I have to think at the end of the, at the end of the episode saying, since we've recorded this episode, <laughs> Fiona has had a stroke. Now that's just making it happen now. <laughs> Whereas before it was just a funny jest. Um, but now I'll have to do it and go. This isn't a joke. This has actually happened now. <laughs> um, was it in fact not John Cleese's voice for the first time? Oh, saying. Monty Python Flying yeah. Circus. Oh, I didn't think it wasn't. Do you think he always does it? I it? think he always does it. Oh, maybe it's just me. But what was interesting about this, which then sh- which then showed up in the, re- in the at least in the early part of the episode, I think maybe I kind of lost track later on, was the audience applauded. I don't think they've ever done that before. Monty Python Flying Circus, maybe, applause. Maybe. They did not laugh at any of the cartoons, which often they do. Yeah. And that, the first sketch, the lingerie robbery being invited to... It was uh, very quiet. Yes, they were not laughing. Yeah. It was like, what is all this about? Uh, and I think they did maybe warm up a bit as the show went on. I wonder if they had... They must have had warm-ups in them days. But again, the warm-up could have been a very much a, I'm not done, my mother-in-law type yeah. comedian um, to then go into this. Uh, but it was, a, it, was a, yeah. it was a it was a different audience reaction anyway. Well, I would say it must have, because this was so different from it in its era, mm-hmm. it must have been hard to warm someone up to this kind of thing because yes. there wouldn't be a stand-up guy that would do and, anything and, surreal. Or... Yeah, and to some extent, you can't warm people up to something that some people just aren't going to like. No, no, it's my light, isn't it? Yeah. Um... So yes, then we go into the um, the bra shop. Well, mm-hmm. no, first we have the invitation to be in a sketch. But you see the bra, sh- bra shop fleetingly. Mm-hmm. Then you see his into invitation to be a sketch, and then they're waiting for him, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, then you realise the two are linked. Um, so that I didn't enjoy. This is why it was almost one of my du- uh, all right dirt work, because mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy the letter bit. So oh, I did yeah. enjoy I did enjoy um, Terry Jones being the woman. Yes. But I just the concept of it. Okay. I thought the concept of being invited to be on a sketch. I, and the way and the way they reacted to it, and then it being meant to be right now, uh-huh. um, when he just hadn't had any of his 
fried breakfast for dinner or whatever it was <laughs> that was coming out of the oven. Because um, you know how upset I get about leaving food and drink in TV things, you know, every time. No, I didn't I, know that. When, whenever, like, you're watching Corrie and, and you're just like, they've got a whole pint of beer there. Oh, and they just walk away from that, right, okay. But you had to go because you had to be on the TV. You had I to know, be on the I know, but, you know, it's going to get cold and go to waste. I, th- my, I thought the most interesting bit about that, about that part of the sketch was Terry Jones put some food in his mouth and then realised he had lots of lines to do afterwards and spent the whole rest of the sketch trying to avoid spitting out the food that was in his mouth. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah, it was. It, it became really noticeable. It was like, oh, I'm, I kind of almost want to go back and see I, that. And then that. he had more lines afterwards about calling somebody in to see him on the to see. Oh him yeah, on the yeah. TV Oh no, yeah, that was a bit. I remember that bit being mm-hmm. a bit awkward. With so I, well, that was that was that was interesting. So then we got into the actual um, bank robbery in the lingerie shop. Now that bit I enjoyed more. Okay. Um, particularly when um, John Cleese realised it wasn't a bank and it was in fact a lingerie shop. And said, uh, adopt, adapt to prove. That's a round table motto. Motto of the round table. And he will say, adopt, adapt to prove. And I was like, A, I like the motto. Mm-hmm. Uh, and B, I like the concept that he might be a member of the round table. <laughs> <laughs> I liked his mask. The, 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 the eyeballs were huge. There was no disguise happening yeah. in that mask. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we went into the first David Unction introducers. Oh, uh, the Laughing Man, as I called him. Oh, because he was unctuous. Is that what unctuous means? I presume means? that's why he was David Unction. Ah, uh, uh, uh-huh. And he introduced, of course, It's a Tree. Well, the way he did it, I didn't mm-hmm. realise, because he kind of said it's a tree. Uh-huh. I, I actually heard that as a name. Right. So when you actually saw the credits come up later saying, It's a tree. It's a tree. <laughs> that's when I got the joke. You know? you discovered that. It's a tree. That was the joke again. Do you see how they did that? So many layers as an onion. Oh, three, jo- three jokes there for the price of one. What uh, did you think also, of It's a tree? No, back to oh, the back laughing man. And then he was talking about, and then next is, um, I can't remember how he described the sewage farm thing, but that was funny. <laughs> I think there might be a bit of self-interest there. Hey, but it, it was just the way he put it up and then, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's because it, it, a man fell into a vat of human waste. A human dung. And then, then he laughed in the mm-hmm. unctuous way that I just ah. thought was, was quite funny. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a tree. Mm-hmm. Almost, I don't know. I think the concept was funny mm-hmm. momentarily right at the beginning. Right. Then it went on. I just thought, well, I think it had to go on because what I immediately thought when I saw the tree was, oh, this must have cost them money. Yeah. And then they had the bit of laminated flooring and that must have cost them money. Then they had the other bit of wood and that must have cost them money. They have to get their money's worth out of this. Which indeed, as you say, they did. I thought there was good bits in there I liked. We'll be talking to an exciting new American plank. Was one of the things he was just, just, that just tickled me. But I thought the cleverest bit of all of that was the car scene at the end. No. no, although that was good, and I kind of put that as a separate, separate thing, yeah. was the fact that they had what was the equivalent of a cutaway to the audience, and oh, it was a forest. I never got that. I you just like, why do they keep showing you a yeah. forest? Because that was supposed to be, because if you imagine, a audience of trees would be a forest. <gasps> That's funny now that I've, I've, they've I've, explained it to me. But I bet they probably had to explain that to at least one well, person. Well, that is the problem with Python. Sometimes it. they're too clever for themselves. So, so what, what, I can imagine, you know, one of, one of them 
Yeah. John Cleese or Kevin Hart said, "Why are why are we the slide of the of the forest? Because that's the odd." Oh, I get yeah. it. So I like that. I like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then that, we went into the animation, which was the Chippendale. I thought that was the, doing that the was funny, particularly um, Long John Sliver. Long John Sliver, yes. With one human leg. <laughs> yes. Did you notice that the leg he had was the foot that comes down at the end of the titles? No? I didn't notice that. Oh, I noticed that. Uh, the other, the other impression he did was Edward Heath. Yes. In which he said, hello, sailor, in that sort of camp gay Oh, did way. they think he was gay? Well, I would say, first of all, Edward Heath was a sailor. Okay. Right? So it could have been that. But I'm not aware. What was he I'm, uh, well, he was a bachelor all his life. He wasn't openly gay. But he wasn't openly gay. I'm not even sure there's even sort of any... Contra- okay, I think I don't think this is like Kenneth Williams. It's like he was he was gay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he didn't know it at the time. Um, but I knew that okay, I know that now there, there are some even more um, rumors about uh, Edward Heath. But um, I wasn't aware that at the time anybody was saying okay, a TV program. Mm. He was a private. He wasn't a private at this point, but again, he was a he was leader of the Tory party. Um, Kim would have said. That so openly is that? Well, of course, you would always have the deniability of going. Oh, we said that because he's a sailor. Mm. Uh, but anyway, that was uh, that was it. Interesting. Then we had curtains. Yes, it's hard to bad these things out to thirty minutes, you know. <laughs> I wrote immediately. This is going to be taken too far. <laughs> and and where you're pointed? No, they took it too far. But then, at least vocational guidance, yes. counsellor... So, in fact, curtains was my low point. But was it? Okay. Yeah. So, your low point came... High point came right after your low point. Do you think it was it was heightened by coming right after the low point? No, because normally I like to build up to a, a funny bit. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's funnier if you come from funny. Oh, do you think? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in which case, vocational guidance, counsellor, did very well, because it came between your two... Well, exactly. Exactly. It pulled me up on its own merit. All right. Then, just a wee interlude, um, mm-hmm. there was the larch. Yes, a callback. Well, is that to the wood sketch? No, to, a, to the previous episode, how to recognise different trees from like, oh, quite a long way away. I know. Now, this in my family became a quote. Mm-hmm. I never knew where it was from until now. Yep. And it's been misquoted. Uh-huh, because... Unless this comes up later. Because? Why is it misquoted? The quote was number four, the large. Yeah, that was in the previous episode. Like last week? Not last week, but a while ago. Did I talk about it then? Yeah. Sorry. It's all right, I don't think anyone's noticed. <laughs> then we went on to uh, Ron Obvious jumping the channel. What did you think of this? What did you think of this? <laughs> Loved it. Loved it for all the crazy ideas that came one after the other. Jumping the channel, eating, what was it? Chichester Cathedral. Standing uh, to Java. Running to Mer- uh, splitting a train carriage with his nose. Running and to running Mer- to Mercury. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Um, I love the fact that Terry Jones really went for the jump into the sea. It looked like he was really trying to jump the channel. Uh, as Ron Obvious. No, I did. The, you kind of like. What's this crazy guy about? And then, what, that moment when he said, 
my manager explained to me uh-huh. that when you're over water, you go further because there's more <laughs> of an imperative to stay up. You just thought, oh, the poor guy. <laughs> He's obviously completely manipulated into this. Yes. But then once you see that happening more than once, you think, well, it's your own bloody fault, isn't it? <laughs> I love how much thought you put into <laughs> these characters. You really, you really imbue them with the you know, poor guy. So why is everybody doing it? And the other thing I liked about, the other thing I liked about this was, first of all, um, Terry Jones uh, looked an awful lot at Russell T. Davis. Uh, oh, I, I, thought. I would have no reference. Uh, <laughs> I loved him putting, also because you thought, as the sketch was progressing and John Cleese was interviewing him, he had to keep turning him towards the camera. Yes! Loved that. That was a bit of a, a, a good observation. Bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you were thinking, oh, well, this is, Terry Jones has got this in the bag as being the, you know, the, the best, um, you know, uh, performance in this sketch. And then Palin turned yeah. up as Luigi Vercotti, and you were like, oh, man, this is so good. That was he so was good. He was very good. Mm-hmm. And I think he was also good at the trying to persuade you why he wasn't being manipulative. Yes. You know, <laughs> almost slightly laughable. Yeah. Even though he was a complete no, total bastard. Total yeah. yeah, yeah, exploiting the guy. I love the way they framed the running to Mercury, that they came into the... Uh, Palin and, jo- and John yeah. Cleese came into the shop very close up, and you could see that the the ramp that was running mm. to Mercury. Uh, <laughs> biggest problem is going to be uh, reaching the Earth's atmosphere. Once he's out there, straight run to Mercury. <laughs> so I did enjoy um, that. Now the next thing that happened happened a couple of times in this mm-hmm. was um, sort of the voiceover saying that shit satire. No, it's zany madcap. Um, mm. And there's another bit later on where he was like, that's a bit predictable. Oh, well, yes. They say what people are saying. And, mm-hmm. all this kind of, mm-hmm. and I just think the fact they're saying, they're obviously voicing the objections they're getting to this kind mm-hmm. of comedy. And I think being out there and saying it is acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. And all that's taking the power out of it. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're getting ahead of the, the, the criticism. Of the yeah. Mm-hmm. So that um, they don't get hit by it or something like mm-hmm. that. I thought that was quite interesting. And is it satire or is it Zany Madcap humour? What, the Jump the Channel? The whole thing. Monty Python's Flying Circus. I think it's more Zany Madcap. Yes. Um, because there isn't... It isn't overly political. There isn't... It could be social satire. It, it, yeah, that's the closest it would have been. Mm-hmm. But the, the the characters are not huge chunks of society. They're tiny niche individuals. Mm-hmm. So you're not really casting aspersions on... A All tired accountants. <laughs> that's quite a large group, isn't it? <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, it's It's not like... Uh, talking about social class or talking about social um, I think sometimes it does do that sort of it just doesn't do it openly I suppose they do have obviously posh people or obviously mm-hmm. working class people and they do characterise mm-hmm. that a bit um, yes yeah, so this may be social satire but more zany madcap <laughs> this is zany madcap humour alright then we are into uh, Buying a cat. pet shop conversions I think they're just trying to relive the parrot sketch. Yeah, but the parrot sketch is only two weeks ago. They haven't been broadcasting. They don't know the parrot sketch is big. I know, I know, I know. 
Um, but I kind of think, and to be honest, a lot of the other situations seem to be revisiting a theme, and you could be yes. excusing them for trying to milk something. Mm-hmm. But I think also because it's not good, like the parrot sketch, there's a few nice bits mm-hmm. in it, mm-hmm. but overall, it's it's pales into insignificance. Yeah, well, in the parrot sketch. To and and that's in hindsight, mm-hmm. unfortunately, made it look even worse than it probably was. Because mm-hmm. you're comparing instantly, it's the same set, it's the same people, mm-hmm. um, and and so you're just almost wanting, wishing it was. And, and I think I think because it because it's the uh, because of the pilot sketch being so famous, this kind of gets a bit lost. And certainly looking back, there's only two bits of it that I remember. The first of all is the fact that John Cleese is pretty much corpsing all the way through it, as in laughing. Yeah, uh, and the second point is that it's part of a movement towards sort of deliberately doing something that's in bad taste. So in this case, it's the fact that he wants to watch the Oh, that was uncomfortable, wasn't which, it? And then after, that's when they do the, oh, that was a bit... Oh, yes, predictable. No, it wasn't. And then then the just zany bit of... Um, With the Roman. The Romans. Yeah, so see, uh, this, that was just like the thing we did for Caesar at Christmas time. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You did Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> So, and I think that takes the um, tension out of the whole, that was predictable, yeah. that wasn't, mm-hmm. because then they just went left field with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I didn't enjoy him saying, could I watch you maim this dog mm-hmm. into a fish? But, I, I mean, I wasn't saying it was necessarily funny. I'm saying this is okay, this is them pushing the envelope. Yeah. And the way that they push the envelope by showing the studio in various times Breaking down the fourth wall in terms of having the sketch and being invited to be in the sketch. Sure, come back to that. Uh huh. Um, is this is another can how far can we go mm. with this? How long can we just basically show different kind of curtains raising and falling? Mm. Too long. Sort of thing. Not that long. Uh, well, I, I, I like it when they're, when you see that, them trying to do that mm. and pushing at the edges there. Yep. So we go from the Roman Vox Pops into the librarian. Into the librarian. Mm-hmm. It's a gorilla. Now, the first thing I wrote down about this was, is it a gorilla or is it a man in a gorilla suit? Because this is what, this is the mindset of Python now, which is like, well, hang on. They would make a better yeah. effort with a gorilla. Okay. Almost like, is this actually happening in a library or is this happening in a sketch about a library? Mm. Yes, that's when mm. you fuck around with us ever all too much. The second time we've had Terry Jones playing a, a, a bishop or a, a clergyman mm. in a sort of, in a, in a non-clergyman situation. And also in a non-clergyman behaviour. Well, because he wants the racy books yes. to be stopped. And again, you get a, you get you kind of get a bit of that bad taste humour at the end when um, Chapman's going on about how the reason that they employ wild animals as their head librarians is so they can kill anybody that complains. Yeah. So that's all happening. I also like the what's that picture? Because Chapman had the picture of the Roman. At the beginning, mm. and Terry Jones says, "What's that picture? Nothing. It's nothing." <laughs> and then later on, he says, "He says, any other questions? Yeah, what was that picture?" He asked oh, him. Yeah. I didn't miss it. You missed quite a lot of these things. I know, but the reason that the librarian sketch wasn't a low point, even though I didn't quite like the mm-hmm. the whole thing, was Terry Jones as, as the minister character. Oh. I thought, and and even um, who's the other one? Graham Chapman. Graham Chapman. I mean, I don't know what the third one was. The woman. The woman. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I just thought they, they, they can't write lives for a minute, it seems. Um, so yeah, I thought those two were, even though a little upsetting, were well portrayed characters. I quite liked. I I think there's a there's a sort of bit of recognition that comes in when Terry Jones and Graham Chapman are the, are, are major characters in a sketch. Anything can happen. In the, they, they, they carry off stuff mm. that I don't think the others quite get away with, with doing mm. in terms of undercutting your expectations of their characters or changing their characters on a, on a sixpence, if you like. Mm. I'm going I'm to try and remember to watch for that moving forward. Then to get out of that, we had the letters uh, the section. Papers. Which I did enjoy, mm-hmm. but not as much as you did. Oh, I love this. The last one. I hope I'm 3,000 years old. <laughs> Loved it. And it was the right year and everything. But was it like the build up to it? Yes, because it was like that. Okay, one. that one's all right. That one's okay. The 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 one from the sort of colonel that said, uh, "Running in, please pass." Just what folk used to say in a car when they got a new car. Oh you, right. You, you weren't supposed to go over like thirty miles an hour oh. for the first hundred and fifty miles. So you'd have a sign saying, "Running in, please pass." Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they put that in the letter. Um, but then it was though I am, I am over three thousand years old, and I would like to see anything involving two people in bed, which is what he got. The many lovers of Rita Jackson. Yes, again, um, they took it too far. Oh, do you think so? I was quite enjoying it. It's it, it escalation. No, I, I I did quite enjoy that rather than um, Palin just waking up being sedated again. Palin was, Palin was Terry Jones's, Terry Jones was Vera Jackson. Yeah. Sexy Terry Jones. Um, no. <laughs> not, not actual sexy, but playing a sexy. Well, no, no, but even then I don't think she was meant to be sexy in the sketch of it, even though she had ma- somehow attracted all of these different people. Well, so I, I meant more in the way he played it. He didn't play her like a rat bag. He oh, no, played, he, he played, played her like a real woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like a real woman who has like all these lovers. So and her lovers were visiting her in when in her bedroom, and Michael Palin, her husband, would wake up from time to time, and she would just sort of tell him it was a, a, a branch brushing the window, etc. And eventually, her her lovers included a mariachi band. Uh, yes. Before he went for a tinkle. But I, I, the fact that he then went for a tinkle and then left the set, and, and they we were saw referring that. to him as left the sketch mm-hmm. and then we can't do that bit and then John Cleese was looking at the camera and then he got told off for looking at the camera, <laughs> Don't speak to the camera. so there was a lot of fourth wall concert mm-hmm. aware of the sketch bits mm-hmm. in that which I thought at least because there was a repetitive joke at least they didn't repeat it all the way through mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed Eric Idle in that sketch as the Frenchman Maurice Maurice. And particularly How stereotypically French. Yeah, had a yeah, berry. And, and, <laughs> and also his line that was uh, when he said, Kid, uh, Ovira, uh, love consumes my naughty mind. Because you have a naughty mind. So, yeah, love consumes my naughty mind. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Uh, and that went into, oh, and Biggles. And Algie played by Barry, Barry Cryer. Oh, was that who Barry That was Barry Cryer, yeah. But, why did they have labels? So you knew they were Biggles. Even <laughs> they said they were Biggles. And algae. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that sketch too. 
I like it. And that went into an animation that was animals doing unusual things, eating well, eating other animals, animals uh, yeah, uh, etc. That eventually just got going to a halt. Yeah, but it, over that was all of that was predictable. But they're saying what people are thinking and all this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. chat. So whatever, it, that didn't matter. That it was over something random. So, um, best performances. Oh. oh, don't make me think. Tell me what works. <laughs> okay, Graham Chapman was David Unction, the laughing man. Mm-hmm. Um, he was. Uh, he didn't jump the channel. He didn't. He came back. He was the librarian interviewer, mm. and he was Biggles, laughing man. But they're all good. Those mm. are all good performances. I think I maybe like the interviewer better than. Okay, well, I can see that. Please uh, was the robber. Mm-hmm. Was the buyer of the cat dog fish? Yes, he was the bit of laminate flooring. I think. Oh, no, he was a block of wood. He was a block of wood. Um, he was the vocational guidance counselor. Uh, he was the interviewer for Jumping the Channel. I think. And he was the Roger. Vocational guidance counselor. The what? Vocational guidance counselor. Vocational guidance counselor. Uh, okay. Uh, what, what do you think for these? Guys? Oh, for please. Um, what was your favourite Chapman? Oh, I, I thought they were all good, um, no, but I thought maybe the librarian. I think for please, I think it might have been the between the vocational guidance counselor and the interviewer of Ron Obvious. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, uh, Joe Jones. Eric Idle. All right, Eric Idle was the shop. Keeper in the lingerie shop. He was a tree. Um, and he was the gorilla in the librarian. Hmm. Uh, and he was Maurice, the Frenchman, who's Maurice. love consumes my naughty mind. Yes, I think we'll go for that as well. Uh, Terry Jones. Too many. Ratbag at the beginning. Um, uh, Ron Obvious. You you felt for Ron Obvious. There must have been a real character I, I think, there. I think Ron Obvious. The Dirty Vicar. No. This, this is like Terry Jones' greatest hit. <laughs> Ratbag, Sexy Kind of Woman, uh, Dirty Vicar, and character who you actually end up feeling quite a bit for. Sorry for, yeah. Is this possibly the, the greatest Terry Jones episode Maybe. there's been? Maybe. Um, yeah, so what did you go for? Ron yeah, Obvious? Ron Obvious. I think I might go for Vera Jackson. I like that. I like Terry Jones's slightly coy housewife uh, character. Um, Terry Gilliam was in it. I think he was the uh, laminate flooring oh, voice, that. as well as doing some of the voices in the animation. And the animation was good in this, I thought. Yeah, I know. Yeah, apart from the curtains that you yeah. know, went on a bit. Uh, Palin was the man who was invited to be in a sketch. Um, we know which character I'm going to go with. Mr. Anchovy? Which one? No, the manager. Uh, Luigi Vercotti. Yeah. He's been in it before as well. He was he was the one who was um, trying to uh, bribe in the, the, the no. colonel to if the army got broken. The Vercotti brothers came in and said, um. you've got a nice army here. Uh, he turns up quite a bit in Palin's work. And well, sometimes, in this context, I thought it was brilliant. And sometimes when Palin appears in other people's stuff, it often says Michael Palin appears by courtesy of Luigi Vercotti Enterprises. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, right, and he was the husband in Peter Jackson. 
Doesn't change my mind. Still Luigi Vacotti? Mm. Of course it's Luigi Vacotti. With a little side order of Mr. Anchovy, who was good too. Which one was Mr. Anchovy? The guy, the chartered accountant who wanted to be a lion uh, tamer. Lion taming! No, no, that point was very good. Okay. Uh, so, most valuable player in this? Yeah, I think it's Terry Jones. Oh, as a, as a whole? As a whole, as a magnificent whole. You're a magnificent whole. <laughs> I just uh, laugh. I'm, I'm like, I, my laugh is the equivalent of the Python saying that was a little bit of poor taste. <laughs> it kind of allows me to make all kinds of jokes that I shouldn't really be allowed to make. Well, allow. Allow. We're doing the finger thing. <laughs> People don't know what you mean finger by that. Finger thing. Let me eat parenthesis. Thing. That's um, not parenthesis. That parenthesis is like brackets. That's oh. inverted commas. Sorry. They knew what I meant. Um. Yes, uh, yeah, Terry Jones. Terry Jones. Okay. Any more to be said? No. Well, if there's no more to be said, then all that remains to be said is join us next time when we once more introduce the Python. Up the missus. Bye! Bye! Bye.